Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. And welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Declan. And I'm Ned. And in this Christmas special, we're opening the time capsule to bring you our thoughts on films that have long since been forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Left to gather the dust as the world of cinema races forward. Whether you're driving home for Christmas or waiting underneath the tree. I like that. Thanks. Listen up, because this Christmas special time... Capsule episode. We'll be talking all about the Polar Express. That really, really butchered that. Merry Christmas, listeners, <laughs> to those of you who celebrate and to everyone else who doesn't. Enjoy your day off. Enjoy your day off. Um, Why not? Have a great New Year. Yeah. For those who celebrate Georgian New Year. Gregorian, isn't oh, it? I don't know. Anyway. Um, remember, <laughs> there will be spoilers throughout, so as always, do proceed with caution, and as with these time capsule episodes, we'll be getting straight into it. Yeah. So, synopsis is up, please. Okay, bear with me. <clears throat> it's Christmas Eve, and we meet our main character as he confronts the nagging feeling that Santa isn't real. Late that night, he's awoken by a ruckus outside. The Polar Express is here to take him to the North Pole and teach him a lesson or two along the way. That's a good one. Thank you. It's difficult to write one when we don't have a name for the main character. Yeah, I saw that. They're just called, like, Hero Boy, and Hero, Hero Girl. Girl. Yeah. And Billy. Billy's the lonely one. And yeah. there's no it all who I couldn't stand. Oh, God. Such an annoying character. Yeah. Um, initial thoughts and feelings about this one? Well, I just wanted to open this one, actually, by saying that we chose Polar Express. Oh, yes, go on. Yeah. Because of my very good friend Frankie, who I've probably mentioned on the podcast before, for those of you who listen often. Um, she is currently doing a, a run of Polar Express experiences. She is a chef and or an elf. Um, oh, does she swap halfway through or is it no, like... No, depends on the day you go. Oh. Um, and they do a little train ride along a heritage railway in Yorkshire and serve hot chocolate and it's really camp and cute. Um, like, I always remember hearing some colleagues at past jobs that have took kids to those kind of things. Aren't they like crazy expensive? I think it is quite pricey. Yeah. But if you're on the Polar Express. I mean, worth every penny. Yeah, I guess um, so. And they give you a little jingly bell at the end, oh, which we've cute. got hung on our Christmas tree. And can you hear it? I can. Does that mean you still believer. believe? That's cute. Yeah, very cute. Um, I don't know my initial thoughts on this one. So, have you seen it before? I have seen it before, yeah. but a really, really, really long time ago. Uh, okay, so I watch it most years. So, well, I mean, we've had this discussion. I don't tend to re-watch a lot of Christmas films. No. I'm not into it. I don't know why. But... I'm sure every year that we do this podcast, we'll be picking at least one Christmas film. 
but this was a good excuse to do this one. Yes. Um, One thing that I found remarkably jarring for a film that, I mean, it is 19 years old, but not like, that's not like forever ago. Yeah. The animation is awful. Isn't it so weird? I was like, is it a creative choice they've done? Because I don't, I don't remember it's it looking a little that bit, bad. It's a little bit like almost a video game. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I had, thought. had poor graphics. Like PlayStation 1 graphics. Mm. And I was like, is it a creative choice? Like, it was just, it really took me out of it for a bit. And I didn't know if it was just... But then I've rewatched like, Shrek. Mm. And whilst that has aged, yeah. it still looks fairly decent. Yeah. And what was Shrek 2000 or something? It's been a long time since Shrek. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was my initial like, oh, God. Because mm-hmm. I am a bit of a snob when it comes to CG. I like to watch films in good quality, all that yes. kind of stuff. And this sounds like, have I done something to the telly? Yeah, um, that's just how it is. But yeah, I mean, and that aside... Personally, I think the film starts stronger than it ends. I just think it loses its way a little bit. Oh, I don't. I like this, the way the story arcs. I gave... Oh, I won't say my rating yet till the end, but I like... I mean, it's a very stereotypical Christmas film, in a way. It uses that... A boy who's nearly at the age of not believing well, there aren't that many of those christmas films. oh i think i can't name them but it just reminded me of all sorts oh, really? or it's very much a common theme about christmas isn't it like when you get into that age where yeah is the magic gonna go and all that kind of stuff yeah um and i thought the premise of it was quite good but i find the execution of it and i can't put my finger on it incredibly Creepy. I mean, I will say, each year I watch it, I find something else a little bit weird about it. But I can't, I can't put I'm not my really finger sure on why. as to why. I have a feeling there are a couple of kind of intentional features of it that make it a bit creepy. Okay. Um, it's based on a book which I think was written in a time where creepiness was a bit more of a common theme and it was less about like pandering to children's needs mm. so it's quite a fa- it's a fairly old story um as far as i know and so i think that kind of lends itself a little bit to making odd turns within the story um i think maybe it's something to do with the fact that tom hanks voices so many of the characters as well and puts on lots of different things like he's the narrator who is i'm assuming the hero boy in the future or telling the story looking back he also is the dad of hero boy he also is the conductor which everybody will know yeah um and he's that ghost character which is really interesting sits on the roof sits on the roof yeah um and there's another place he's santa how oh, is he? I didn't yeah. clock that one. It's a bit more subtle, I don't know. But I can't describe why it feels really eerie and creepy, but something about it does. Well, there's that one scene on that carriage with all the toys. Is it, is it on a carriage? Or is it in the elf 
village city. Oh, where oh, the toy that he gets for Christmas talks to him. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit scary. Yeah. Um, there's that. There's the fact that one of the characters is a ghost. Yeah, but... creepy. Well, no, that's what I mean. I don't, just having a go, I mean... Is Scrooge creepy? It can be in some retellings, but not all. I mean, the actual story of yeah. Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol is creepy. Quite scary. And, like, all the stuff about the tickets quite early on... And it's like, oh, hero girl is going to get chucked off because she doesn't have a ticket. It like oh has God. this sense of dread, mm. but I... the stakes aren't all that high. No, but the... it's like the want a bit. But like, why? Why can't it just be that they're going on a jolly on this train to go to the North Pole? Why does it have to have this kind of weird well, because feeling they're all about like... it? They're all. Children with the innocence of youth, um, and there are particular rules in society that one must follow. Like, for example, having a train ticket when you take a ride on a train. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's my maybe where that comes. That does lead us nicely into one of my favourite little sequences in this film, though, when the ticket blows away goes on a bit of an adventure oh, it does, yeah. before it finds its way back to the train i love all of those scenes i think it looks really fun um it's really intense there's wolves in there there's a bald eagle in there um and then it gets like stuck in the in the vent in the window all of this i think it's really nice that it kind of magically finds its way back to the train yeah that's like one of the early inklings that something is Leading them all to the North Pole on purpose. I think my favourite sequences were the train. Yeah. Um, I, th- I found it quite funny because obviously we follow our main characters as the train is a bit out of control. And um, Hero... Boy? What's Tom Hanks's conductor? Conductor. I think he's just called the conductor. Ah, oh, right. He's like, hold on. Yeah. And I was like, there's a, there's a carriage full of kids about four carriages down, and they've yeah. had no warning to about what's about to happen to them. <laughs> and it goes flying down this hill, back up, back down, and then it goes onto an icy lake and then skids everywhere. Yeah. I was like, is anyone going to check on the kids a few carriages down? But I liked, I liked those sequences more, and I think it does start to lose me a bit once they get to the North Pole. Okay. I, d- I can't, and I'm not saying every film needs a point. And I'm almost going to... Does it help to offer the perspective that it is as yet unanswered whether it's a dream or not? Maybe. Well, it wasn't, it's not real, is it? Well, for the purposes of the film, it perfectly well could be. What well, train's going to rock up outside your window? Well, not our window on the eighth floor, but... But in this world, it could. <laughs> well, yeah, but he doesn't believe... Like, if he knew it was a dream, or if he believed it was a dream, then it might not have the same impact on him kind of believing in the spirit of Christmas at the end, or in the magic of Christmas at the end. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm going to contradict myself, but if it, I don't know. It just feels a bit pointless. But it's not. It's not. Because it's all about him believing again. Yeah. 
which is quite sweet. And I do like the en- ending, like we're going to go right to the end now, just for a second, mm. where he has that bell as a gift. And yeah. they're like, who's brought, who got that for you, Santa? Because his parents didn't. Yeah, yeah. And he can hear it because he believes. Yeah. And then there's like an orb, there's a voiceover of like, even my sister could stop hearing it at some point, but I always yeah. hear it because I've seen Santa, the North Pole, the elf. Oh my um, God, maybe, because he's narrating it as an adult, maybe he's telling his young children maybe they've started asking him whether santa's real and he's telling his young children about how he knows for sure that santa is well it says here that tom hanks plays hero boy yeah as an adult yeah yeah he plays hero boy's father conductor hobo santa claus and ebenezer scrooge puppet yeah did they run out of money or something (laughs) no i think the point is that it's all his dad's voice that's another his own voice well yeah because he's telling the story isn't he so as he's telling the story every character is going to have a version of his voice in theory yeah but it would be weird if like your own hero girl voice. and all the other children had his voice as well because that would just get a bit much apparently he got really exhausted trying to voice all of these different characters doing <laughs> doing the voice acting for this oh bless him i'm sure he'll have been paid handsomely well, I'm sure. Um, it is Tom Hanks after all. Put your claws away. No, I know. Oh, there's only so sorry I can feel for actors, to be honest. Especially the ones that are on the level of Tom Hanks. Okay, okay. Um, the film did cost quite a lot to make, to be fair, especially for 2004. The budget was between 165 and 170 million. Well, it wasn't spent on CGI, was it? So, what I'm reading about is that Tom Hanks plays the adult voice and also some motion capture. So I wonder if that's what makes the faces look a bit odd. Because they're being, like, like mo-capped. Because obviously it looks like Tom Hanks, doesn't it? Yeah. So I heard it called mo-capped. Well, that's what they're doing, Avatar. That's, that's mo-capped at its finest. Yeah, I know, but, like, I've, I've heard of motion capture, oh. but I've never heard anyone shorten it to mo-cap. When I'm a director, These in the business. Like, oh, we just did mo-cap scenes mm. now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah... I d- yeah, I like some of the songs. Although I I thought there was more songs than see this is a fun was one because the only song that's actually sung as if it's like performing the song is that one on the back of the train where Billy the Lonely Child is singing about how Christmas never comes to him and the girl is like, but Christmas isn't all about presents. It's about like connection and family and friends and people you love and all of this. Um, and that's the only song that they sing, but... It no, does there's that one with the, the hot chocolate. Oh, and the hot chocolate one. But that's, that's like, sung by a chorus, isn't it? Yeah, so, but it, they're yeah. performing it in yeah. the scene. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, um, but yeah, most I of the thought songs it was more of a musical than this, from yeah, what I remembered. But I think it probably falls into that category where it's not technically a musical, but it is a film with music. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some Christmas classics in there as well, isn't there? Yeah. Which ones? Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes. White Christmas. Yep. Silver bells. Here comes Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you find it difficult to comment on direction for a, a an animated film? 
Because it's Robert Zemeckis, who's obviously a very well-known director. I think I generally find it quite difficult to comment on direction unless a film has really fallen apart. Or, for me, it's like if you can really see the director's hands on it. Because obviously a lot of the job of the director is to just make sure that the film... It's like everything. Yeah. It's like how we've seen a stage, but then you will have cinematographer like but it's just a complete overview yeah. but like sometimes i think the best directors is when you can really feel how meticulous they've been i'm thinking like lots thinking this year emerald fennell's hands were all over saltburn okay from the songs that were picked in the soundtrack um the way it looked yeah Obviously, she wrote the script as well, which is a bit different. Spielberg's hands were all over West Side Story. Okay. What was the question again? Are you bored of me? No, I just <laughs> want to circle back. It to was like, <laughs> do you struggle commenting on what Zemeckis has done with this film? Probably. I don't know. He's not done. He's he's, a, he's had a bit of a bad run of the, of, of late. I mean, this wasn't really of late, though. No, but I'm thinking more. Welcome to Marwin wasn't apparently very good. The Witches remake was poorly received. And the Pinocchio live action was atrocious. That was bad. Um, But again, and going back to this, like, Pinocchio has, like, a creepiness to it. So he's clearly attracted back to those kind of slightly creepy... Like, he did 2009's A Christmas Carol as well. Yeah. Some, I mean... If we look back even further, like Forrest Gump and the Back to the Future second and third one, but quite a lot of them have got kind of slightly weird tones to them that he's done. Ah. And The Witches as well, I mean, it wasn't well received, but again, when we were talking about Wonka recently, Roald Dahl has always got Mm. a slight creepiness about him. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, um, what else have I got to talk about? I think what I like about this one is that none of the characters particularly have an actual name apart from probably Billy and Santa, obviously. Mm. Um, Which I think means if you watch it as a young child or with young children, they can put themselves in into the film. Yeah. Which I like. I think it's a nice way to tell a story, even though it makes it marginally more difficult to talk about, to experience. It's much more easy to relate, maybe. Yeah. I always like a film as well where like kids are just excited for Santa to come. Yeah, exactly. And I like where it's like, it obviously starts off where he keeps going downstairs to see if he's been yet, and that really brings me this nostalgic yeah. feeling of, of being so excited about Santa coming. Yeah. And I always remember I used to try and stay awake for ages. And you probably misremember it because as a kid you go to sleep a lot easier, lot earlier than you do, you would now. Yeah. I was probably in bed for probably nine o'clock, maybe, if not before. Well, especially because it's so dark at yeah. Christmas. like. It feels late at seven, so you're probably not long. Yeah, and the stocking used to be hanging on our bedroom doors on the outside of it. Yeah. And I used to get up a couple of times just to check if it was full, and then I'd always fall asleep, guaranteed, and then I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd put my hand around and I could just feel this 
it was full of prezzies and chockies <laughs> and things. I was like, oh my God, who's been? And the time that we used to get up, my dad used to record religiously. He'd just sit there in the morning pointing the VCR at us. But, the, you know, like on the old recordings where it has the time in the day, like some of them started at like six o'clock in the morning. And I, I always remember, I remember now when you look... I having a rule, but I can't remember what time our rule was. When you look back at... Your parents on the videos as well, they've all got like pistols uh, in the snow for eyes because they're obviously knackered. Pistols in the snow. Have you never heard that? <laughs> you know, no. When you wake up and, like, and you're really tired, you get them quite a lot. Um, That's so funny. Very Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't really have much more to say. Um, there are some good things I like, maybe commenting on the direction. Some really fun sequences and some really fun shots that I enjoyed, particularly as the train was like racing. Sorry, I was didn't want to put you off your thought. I was just telling you off about the table. Oh, well, I've got an eye on the thing, so oh, right. I'll know if it drops out. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> um, some of the shots, particularly as the train was racing through the tundra yeah. on the way to the North Pole, um, really like the sequence when it goes up that hill and then down and into the tunnel and they have to try and get off the roof and he's skiing on it. Yeah, that's, that's really good. fun. Yeah. Um, and I always get a bit like, oh my God. And then he has to jump into the coal thing to, to miss the, the roof of the tunnel. Very fun. Um, and then shortly after that, when the train is going really, really fast and the brake pin gets lost like some of some oh that's in the engine fun. room breaks a little bit yeah. and there's a pin missing from the brake um the way that that was filmed was really fun because they kept kind of going up and down hill and gravity was changing and stuff was flying around and that was really it's like turbulence wasn't it yeah um can i ask you a question yeah who was the hobo and that's not me calling him in that that's it that's, no, that's the character, the which is a bit. I wouldn't. Was, is it slightly problematic? Probably a hobo. It's a bit ill of the. I think it's probably a derogatory yeah. term, isn't it? So what? Um, like obviously he disappears. To me, it was just like he was magic, and he was on the side of making sure that Hero Boy had yeah. the experiences that. Well, he yeah, was meant he was to. another. Like a guardian angel type. Yeah, I think his function in the story is to make sure that. In spite of all of this stuff going on around him, Hero Boy makes it to the end, having learnt a few things. And I think the kind of wisdom brought to him as a ghost to, like, brings it back on track, of the, to me, tells me that it's a dream. Yeah. I mean... I could go with that. Yeah, which, again, is why, like, the kids in them carriages are completely unfazed by the fact that the train just felt because when the camera's not on them and when, when they're not in the dream scene they're just like yeah sat still or they're like, like sims that are deactivated or they're like on the very edge of um um oh in wandavision wanders hex oh. the people on the very edge where they can't really move and they're just sort of frozen as if they're background paintings well that's a good reference a bit scary Another creepy thing. Anyway, that's not in this film. 
Um, I, I think oh. it's really funny as well when they have to stop for the caribou and there's like thousands and thousands of caribou mm-hmm. and he pulls his beard to make him like... Oh, that is quite funny, yeah. And then, then the caribou hops back at him. That's really funny. Um, I did want... I, I feel like I'm very much asking you questions about this film because I feel like you've got a lot more I've probably of got a bit more to say than yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the interpretation of the North Pole that we see, which obviously we've seen in hundreds of films at this mm. point, thoughts on that? I really like it. You know, I think it's really creepy again. Well, it's like a city of elves. It's like, and because it's all red brick as well, it's very like industrial town, Yeah, which is fun. Um, I like under the big Christmas tree in the center square, the like compass on the floor, every point of it is south. Which is a fun little oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Well, how you were observant. You clearly do watch it nearly every year. Um, and the elves make me laugh. Like, they're strange voices as if they've been smoking 40 a day for, like, 70 years. And, like, they've had a bit of helium after. Yeah. Um, and as they're walking to the central square to, like, ring in Christmas, you know, as if people do, like, New York Times Square at New Year. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's what made it creepy that it was empty. Just, they were all in the square. They just walk, they're like randomly somersaulting because why wouldn't they? Because they're elves yeah. and all of that. And then there's like behind the scenes all the like um, warehouses and production lines and things. It's all very like technological. Um, I think it's a really fun take on the North Pole. Yeah, I quite like I think it's just again a bit creepy. Yeah. Um, and I liked the characterization of Santa. I think yeah. Santa's quite well done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do like this? that we get to see when the kids are, are lost within the North Pole. Yeah. We get to see a bit of them exploring it. So we're yeah. not just seeing it from almost like, because a lot of it we kind of see it as almost like a drone angle, like looking down on the yeah. centre square. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it clearly had a legacy because obviously we opened this episode with you talking about yeah. your best friend yeah. performing on a Polar Express. Yeah. Um, they do quite a lot of concerts of the score because the score is very, the score is very beautiful, and yeah. I think it's quite a. They do, you know, sometimes they do it at Christmas time. You can go see the live. Yeah. You know, like when they do an orchestra and then they play the film in the background, uh-huh. and then SeaWorld has. In America, has like the Polar Express experience. I don't. Does think, it? I don't know if it has it now. Okay. Um, but it- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
it has had it. So it's clearly had, and people do say it's like one of their go-to Christmas films. Yeah. Um, but I can't quite understand why. I think if you get if you allow yourself to get like into it, it's a really nice story, and it has been known in the past when I've been in the right mood to put a little lump in my throat. Really? Yeah. I like it when um, when Santa comes out and everybody's cheering and excited, and he's like, "Oh, I can't see, I can't see," and then he sees all the bells being put on the reins of the reindeer. And he can't hear them ringing, and everyone else around him's like, "Oh my God, they sound amazing and beautiful." And he's like, "Ah, oh, I just don't believe." And then Santa chooses him to get the first gift, and he's like, "Ah, oh, actually, yes, everything is." What oh I yeah, there's that was. like I do believe competition and that annoying kid yeah. wants it more than anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's so annoying. Throw him off that train. Um, <laughs> and I just I think it's really nice and hero girl. Dishes out a lot of life lessons and like yeah, she's very insightful. Gives him, gives him some really good like confidence to do the things he knows he needs to, or he's feeling like he has to. She's like, yeah, you have permission to get excited about Christmas. You don't have to be cynical about all this. It is magical and stuff. I just like it. Did you notice, by the way, that Santa only had eight reindeer? I was looking for a Rudolph. No Rudolph. Yeah. Mm. Which to me is like a creepy take on Christmas, not having Rudolph. I don't know why. Well, maybe it's while they were all still bullying Rudolph before it was really bad weather on Christmas and suddenly they needed him. Oh, shit, yeah, I forgot the story about Rudolph. Yeah. Do you ever remember watching an animated film called Rudolph? Yes, that was I always used quite to cute. love it. It had the Paul McCartney Christmas song in the soundtrack. Yeah. 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 So, uh, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Was it? Yes. I think a lot of these films, like, and we've talked this, especially with the time capsule episodes as well, it's like, what did you have in your DVD collection as well as a kid? And I don't think we ever had this. Um, I mean, we, pro- we probably did. We must have done. I've seen it a few times. It's probably times. on one channel most yeah. Christmases, even yeah. still, because yeah. they just repeat so many films. Um, yeah. But no, I. I'm pretty much done. I did like Tom Hanks's performance as well. Yeah. He's good at voices. Although at some points I was like, it's Woody. Woody. It's Woody. <laughs> Not his voice. It's Woody. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, right. Yeah, from okay. Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we know you're wondering how many stars we gave it and where you can watch it, and especially what the gaydar is telling us. So we'll be right back after this very quick break. Star rating first, then? Yes. Oh, actually, what did I give it? So I gave it three. I think I did as well. Which is weird, because we both talked quite differently differently about the film. But (laughs) I guess that's our different perspectives. Because to me, it's like, I wouldn't say don't watch it. It's not a bad film. Mine's like a happy three. I'm surprised you didn't go four. Well, I think on previous years, I think I have given it four. I don't know if I logged it on Letterboxd last year. Terrible. Maybe the year before. I don't know. I've not always had Letterboxd either, so I can't even check. But it depends what mood I'm in on the day that I watch it as to how I'll feel. And I've not been particularly Christmassy this year, so that's why it's a three. Why? Well, just like, everything just, you know what I mean? Like, no. Yeah, you do. I know, because I don't tend to feel Christmassy anymore, which I hate. 
Okay, well... But I feel like, unfortunately... I feel like we've been having conversations I, about this the last few weeks and suddenly this is... No, I just started. didn't think you were like... I I just think, and it is a bit... I guess it does lean into the themes of this film. Mm. I think, unfortunately, when you become an adult, it becomes quite stressful. Yeah. And when... And we both have families that... Yes, we don't have kids, but there aren't even any young kids really around in the families anymore. No, we're all adult kids now. So we can't really enjoy it from that perspective. Yeah. So I feel like, and I've happily accepted it. I do have a lovely time at Christmas. I still very much enjoy it. But I've happily accepted that the magic will truly come back to me when I see our kids getting excited. Yes. For Santa to come. Ah. So. How lovely. Um, As this episode is going out on the 23rd of December mm-hmm. 2023 I will timestamp it properly you can watch it for free if you've got now tv slash sky cinema and I'm sure it's going to be on at some point if um in the Christmas tv guide but now let's unsheath the gadar it's a wonderful piece of machinery devised by Ned's own hand, and we use it to rank all of the films and TV we discuss based on their LGBTQ plus appeal. Let's see where the gaydar ranks. The Polar Express. Okay. This is going to be a funny one again, I think. Do you think? Comparing it to others. Uh, well. Here we go. It is the lowest gaydar ranking. Ever we have ever had. What's a, what's the two above? Interstellar and Killers of the Flower Moon. I'd go above both of them. Would you? Like, there are no real distinguishing features to make it. But when we're talking LGBTQ plus appeal, yeah, the gays love Christmas films. True. So I'd definitely go above them too. Any more? Uh, Saw X above that. Well, it's below John Wick Four because John Wick Four has LGBTQ plus cast members. Yeah, I mean, I as I've said, this is the the gay dad is just a funny little way for us to get into the appeal of it, <laughs> and I just think there's no gay characters. It's an art, not a science, and. It's Christmas, but it's not gay Christmas, Eurovision. No. Um, so. Nor is it the other gay Christmas, Halloween. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Nothing really. To, there's nobody gay. There aren't many gay Christmas films, really. There's only... Single all the way. Well, I was I about to, to say, it. they've only just really in the last couple of years become a bit more of a thing. Especially because yeah. Netflix, I think now has become a bit oh. like the Hallmark Channel for Christmas films. I knew I was. I was planning to watch Single All the Way while I did all of that ironing that I did this morning, but I couldn't remember what film I was planning to watch, so I didn't watch any film while I was ironing. Okay, so I'll have to watch it before Christmas is out because it's a really good film. I like it. It is funny. Yeah. Um. Before we do our usual outro, I'd just like to wish. All of our listeners, a very happy Christmas. Mm. There will be some episodes before the new year, so I won't say happy new year just yet. How many have we got? But do for that? look out for the week between Christmas because we're hoping to do a normal episode on Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, Lovely. and our 
Review of the year. 2023 review of the year where we will run through all of our top tens, our biggest disappointments of the year, how's the year been for gay stuff, um, and... etc. Yeah. And that's all for this time. If you have enjoyed this episode of Gays on Film, please subscribe, rate, and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Gays on Film Pod. And check out our Letterboxd accounts, links of which are in the show notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so pe- peace. Peace. Please do feel free to drop us a message. I have been Declan. And I've been Ned. And this has been Gays on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Merry Christmas. Oh, and Merry Christmas. <laughs>you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm velour xc For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.